Hello, good evening everyone. Today is October the 26th and we are here once again with our Bible class lesson. I pray that all is well with you and that we can go in the Word of God and continue where we left off. We were in the book of James, doing a series over the book of James and we stopped at 8, we stopped at 19, so we'll be starting there. We'll be starting at 19, James chapter 1, uh, verse 19. We're going to read 19 through 27, the rest of it. And before we start, let us pray. Father, we thank you for who you are. Father, we appreciate you today. Holy Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you open up our understanding so that we may receive your word. We want to receive it on good ground. Holy Father, help us receive it in such a way that we not only hear your word, but we will be doers of your word. Open up our hearts so that we can receive. In the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Come on everyone, turn to the book of James. James chapter 1, starting at the 19th verse. James chapter 1, starting at the 19th verse. And I will be reading from the New American Standard. And this is what it says. This you know, my beloved brethren, But everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves doers of the word, and not merely hearers who delude themselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man will be blessed in what he does. If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart. This man's religion is worthless. Verse 27. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God and Father is this. To visit the orphans and widows in their distress. And to keep oneself unstained by the world. We bless the Lord for such a powerful reading tonight. And just for a thought, we're going to look at receiving the word and applying the word. 
receiving the word and applying the word. We all know that it's one thing to be able to get his word. But it's a whole totally different thing to actually apply it. Many of us have access to the word of the Lord and we don't take the opportunity to get it. Shame on you and shame on me. But look at what the word of the Lord says. Look at look at the writer James. He said in verse 19, This you know, my beloved brethren. Now who was he talking to? Who is James talking to? Of course, as we've learned from pre- from the previous verses in front of us, we know good and well who he's talking to. He's talking to you and me as believers of Christ. He's not talking to sinners. He's not talking to the world. He's talking to those of us that claim to be men and women of God, servants of the Most High. Um, and you may know it better as Christians. He's talking to you. So we know that because he says, my beloved brethren. But he says, this you know. He starts us out as if he is giving his listeners a reminder of those whom he's talking to. He's talking as if he's wanting to remind us that what he's about to say is nothing different. What he's about to say has already been said before. So he acknowledges them as beloved brethren or ones that is the same of the faith. So he's saying, what I'm about to tell you is nothing new. You already know it, but I just I just need for you to remember. I need to reiterate some things. Make you aware of of what is about what he's about to cover in this writing. So he says, This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear. So he's saying and, and in order to receive this, he's saying, you have to be ready to hear. You have to be ready to listen again. So he's revisiting the basics with his brothers and sisters. In case you have forgotten, I want to remind you. And some people... They can take this as a rebuke. You know how it is when our parents is coming to us with some things and we say, um, they come to and say, now you know this. Now you know better. Like he can, it almost sounds like it can be a rebuke as well as a reminder to somebody. In other words, why are you doing this and you know the word? You know the truth. So he is letting them know. He said, in order for you to receive this word, the word of God, you have to be quick to hear. Slow to speak. And slow to anger. 
Dr. Mitchell used to say, you need to have uh, listen double than what you speak, two ears and one mouth. So this is what James is saying. He wants the men and women of God to receive this word. But he really impresses upon the fact that they need to hear. Be quick to hear. You know, like be ready to listen. How many of you are ready to hear the word of the Lord? So much so that you look for the word being posted on the podcast. I know I only have one person. One person. And you know who you are. That contacts me. Basically almost every Wednesday. Or every I do apologize, not every Wednesday, but every Tuesday, or they contact me every Sunday and say, well, is there a word? And I like that. I like that because it it makes me understand that somebody is quick to hear. But you have those that you send the word to them And you wonder, will they hear this time? Will they push play? Will they listen? And you dare not to ask questions about whether or not the word of God been listened to. Oh, you dare not ask the question because you don't want to get disappointed. So you're just in hopes. Well, you put the word out there. Will they listen? The Bible says, clearly, James is saying, in order to receive the word, men and women of God, you must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Basically, he's setting us up for a treat. He gets us, well, if we would listen, if we would be attentive to what the word of the Lord is saying, It underlines what it is that we need to do to get prepared to receive the word of God. You cannot expect to apply the word to your hearts or apply the word to your daily living if you're not even receiving the word. So he wants you to understand this is a must. That you need to receive it. Receive it. You must be quick to hear. Like, like you ready for it. You, you want it. Slow to speak. Have you ever been in a classroom? Where you're trying to listen to the instructor. But you have someone else in the, in, in, in the classroom. That wants to talk the entire time the instructor is trying to teach. You can barely teach if someone else is constantly speaking. So please understand, in order for you to hear and to hear properly, you have to be slow to speak. You have to know, don't be so quick to ask questions. 
Don't be so quick to criticize. Don't be so quick to find fault. But just be quick to listen. Quick to hear. For Then it says in verse, in verse 20, uh, at, at the end of verse 19, it says, Slow to speak and slow to anger. Why do you suppose James is saying to be slow to anger if one is receiving the word? Please understand that the word of God is like a mirror to you and me. It's what it is. And we, in order to receive the word, we have to first hear it. But we, we want to hear it so much so that we have joy in it. Not all the times it is, is the word of God going to make you feel good. Because the word of God being like a mirror is going to show you and I exactly who we are and what it is that's in us. Some of us may think that we have overcome some stuff. And the word of God will show us, no, this is what you really look like. This is what comes out of you when you are under pressure. You know, so the so James is saying, so be 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 mindful now that when you receive the word given, he said, don't be so quick to uh, uh, to to get upset. Be slow to anger. And and normally, normally, if 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 the if if the man or the woman of God gets angry concerning the word. They're normally angry or get upset because it's hitting them. It concerns them. And it's like a mirror to them. They, they, they don't like what they see, but they're not willing to fix it. Have you ever been there where, where you know you need to get some things straight? You know you need to accept the responsibility to get your life together and you see yourself in the mirror. And when you look in that mirror, you can barely recognize yourself because you, you've all this time you think you were up here. When really you're still here or you've gotten lower. Hmm? So he said, don't be, be so quick to be angry. He said, be slow to anger. Look at verse 20. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Huh? So this is what he's saying. He's saying what happens is he's, he's pretty much warning men and women of God. That you need the word, but the, the, the failure to receive the word of God. The failure to receive it readily or quickly can cause some major issues in your life. So he's saying, so be slow to speak, my friend. Be slow to anger. He says when the word hits close to home, or when the word hits close to you and me, if we are in an area of sin or error, we will most naturally respond defensively. 
we will become defensive. And and if we're not careful, we will allow anger to set in. And we will allow ourselves to, to, to be pushed from anger and, and no, 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 no telling what we'll do after that. But he's saying, be slow to anger. So he's saying, in other words, be ready for a rebuke. Because there are areas where we all can come up. There are areas where the Lord and the word of God is constantly fixing and chipping away at what is not like God. This is, this is why we need the word of God. We need it so much so that it will constantly chip away what's unholy, what is unrighteous. The word of God will expose our inner man. It will expose what is in our hearts, causing us to have not just it being in our hearts and in our thoughts, but these things will be played out in us. So it's very important that we receive the word of God. But the way we need to receive it is to receive it in peace. Receive it with joy. For the word of God says, For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Totally different than the character of God. Uh, How different is that, uh, Pastor? It's different this way because anger rejects rebuke. Anger rejects correction. But peace accepts it. The way we receive it in peace, it accepts the correction. It accepts the truth. Because we know that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it will cut. It will divide. It will put us where we need to be. But not all the time does it feel good. But if we receive it in peace and joy, we, we will know how to embrace the word of God. We will know how to embrace the word of God. So James is simply preparing us to receive the truth by allowing us to understand that we need to first open our ears and our hearts to receive. Not so quick to speak, but it's it's, it's okay to listen. Hmm? And, and when, when we hear the word and the word come against us, we have to allow the spirit of the Holy Ghost to be able to shut down that flesh of anger that tries to overcome us and take over us. Because we want to constantly show what it is that the Lord is doing in us, Right? Now look at verse 21. It says, Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, he said, Receive the word implanted. Receive the seed of the word of God. He's saying, Therefore, 
In other words, we just cannot hear the word and not do something about it. There's actions that we need to take after hearing the word of God. Some of us refuse to listen to the word because we don't want to be held accountable for truth. How many of you will go days and days and days and days and days without eating or drinking water? You can only do that for so long. And if you continue in that, it's called starvation. It's called dehydration. And if you you don't think you you, you don't actually think you're gonna be able to live continuing that way, right? Because you will die. Not feeding and drinking, putting putting food and water in our body. You you can't survive like that. That's what you're doing spiritually to yourself. When you're not receiving the word of God because you're not listening. You cannot say that pursuing word ministry has not put the word of God available to you. We can't say it. We have a capable a ministry, elder, uh, myself, we are very capable of administering the word of the Lord to you. But we can put it out there, but we can't make you drink the water. We can put the word of God, the manna, out there for you. And it it be available, so much available to your fingertips. But we cannot make you push the play button. We can't make you do it. And then the word that is given to you ought to strike up a hunger inside of you. You should be old enough not to be made to get the word of God. But if you're not getting it, your attention is other places. You're doing other things with your time and your spiritual man is dying. And you're becoming different, not in a good way. But you're dying spiritually. Why? Because you're not feeding your spirit, man. Men and women of God, we have to take the responsibility. He said, now it's time since you've received the word. It's time that you put aside all filthiness. Not some of it, but all of it. Some of us want to hang on to some filthy stuff. Mm-hmm. We want to hang on to some filthy things that we have hidden that we don't think nobody sees, but God sees it all. And His Word requires you and me to put away all filthiness and all that remain of wickedness. If it's not like God, we have to do what? Put it away. Glory be to God. And by the putting away, uh, James says, in humility, my friends, receive the implanted word of God. This is how you can receive it in peace because you've decided in your heart and spirit that you're going to put it away. 
You're going to put some stuff away. You're going to allow the word of God to start chipping away things, laying aside every weight that so easily besets you and me. Glory be to God. This word, James said, this implanted word is able to save your soul. Is able to do so. The word of God. It didn't say pastor was going to save your soul. It didn't say mother was going. The word of God. The implanted word. Received. So, But the word can be out there. And it's available to save. But if you don't receive it. If you don't get it. You know. How can it help you and me? How can it save your soul? Don't allow the word of God after listening and hearing his word to cause you to become angry. Because it won't achieve the righteousness of God, saints. So therefore, we got to receive the word of God a certain way. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. We got to receive it. By putting on that humility, saints. We got to get unplugged from the world. We got to be willing to let go of every wicked thing that slows us down. This wickedness and this evil sin, it causes us, our response to the word of God, to be either slow or it causes us to not respond at all. But if we humble ourselves before the mighty hands of God, we will be able to submit to whatever the word of the Lord is telling us to do. We'll be ready to put away all filthiness and all wickedness, all those deeds and thoughts that are done in the body that is not like Christ. We'll be able to put it away. Look at verse 22. It says, but prove yourselves doers of the word. Hmm. So we, you mean to tell us we've got to prove? Yes. What is the world seeing in you and me? He said, prove yourselves doers of the word of God. Prove yourself. You've been prepared. You've been preparing yourself by opening your ears to hear quickly what the Spirit has to say to you and me. We've been able to receive His Word in truth. And our response is not anger, but our response is humility. What else can I do? How close can I get to God? To respond with the spirit of humility is saying to our God, help me, show me, take me. I remember a song that says, walk with me, Lord. Hold my hand, Lord. The spirit of humility, 
not full of pride, not not saying I know it all and I and I don't need to listen to nobody else. No. Hear the word of God quickly. Grab hold of the word. Man and woman of God, stop listening to yourself. Your own logic is messing you up from receiving what thus saith the Lord. We have to be able to produce a righteous lifestyle. We have to prove ourselves. Not just hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. Not merely hearers who delude themselves. One that is listening to the word and no change is coming to place. Unacceptable men and women of God. Thank you, Jesus. Real faith, real endurance is producing a lifestyle. We understand that hearing and listening and receiving the word of our God is necessary for our spiritual growth. The word of God must be understood. It must be learned. It must be put in our hearts so that we may not sin against our God. But you just can't be a hearer of the word. You've been hearing and listening without applying the word. You got two types of listeners. One that will hear it and one that won't listen at all. One that will hear it and do something about it. And one that will hear it but will quickly turn away and not do anything about it. They will forget about the word. No sooner than they look at the mirror and see themselves, they forget about who, what they look like. Don't try to fix it, but they'll be so quick to, to pass the judgment on other people. What they need to do. And not even willing to look at themselves and do something about it. Deceiving themselves. What did verse 23 says it like this? For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who's, who looks at his natural face in a mirror. You hear that? For if anyone is a hearer of the word, And I adore, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. In other words, if you one that hears the word, and since you heard it, you understand what you need to do to apply it. But instead of applying that word to your heart and being doers of the word, you'll look at that word, You'll shut that book up and you'll go right back to being you. Not changing anything, not adjusting, not taking off anything, but you'll continue to do exactly what you've always done. Just like a man looking in the mirror. You know we all, for the most part, well I hope we do, we all look in the mirror when we wake up in the morning. And some of us can see, uh, we can see sleep in our eyes. And if we slept long enough and hard enough, you might even have to 
wash some some stuff off your lips where you done slept real, real good. You done hit that ram sleep. So you look at yourself in the mirror and you understand that you need to clean yourself up and you need to wash your face. You need to get your body clean for the work day. But you have some people that will look at themselves in the mirror. They won't brush their teeth. They won't wipe the crust out of their eyes. They won't do none of that. They'll just go right back. Filthy the way they came. My goodness. That's certainly not the way we want to do. Look at verse 24. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. And my question is, what's the point in looking in the mirror if you're just going to quickly turn away and not fix what needs to be fixed? You see that you need to wash your face, but you will just turn quickly away and not do anything. Like you forget that you needed to wash your face. You forget that you really needed to brush those teeth. We see ourselves in the word of God and we hear the word and we see ourselves in it. But instead of applying it, making it a part of us, we just continue to do the same wrong doing stuff. We know it's wrong, but we'll continue in it. I know what the word say, but we'll continue as if one that looks in the mirror and forget what type of person You really are. And remember what James said. James said that the word is able to save us. But are we willing to allow the word to save us? My Lord. Verse 25 says, but one who looks intently, one who looks for a purpose. You're looking because you want the change. You're listening. Your ears are open because you want us save life. You're looking because you want to be perfected in his word. But one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty and abides by it. You're not just listening and looking, but you're abiding by it. You're living a lifestyle. You're not just going to church. You are the church. Abides by it. Not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. So how are you receiving the word of God lately? Are you an a forgetful hearer or are you an effectual doer of the word? What kind of man or woman are you when you look in the law of liberty which is his word? But this effectual doer, this man or this woman will be blessed in what he does. Will be, will have good success. But verse 26 said, if anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, you still haven't gotten it, James is saying. 
You still speaking and talking too much. You're very religious, son. You're very religious, daughter. You still haven't gotten it. Because you don't know how to bridle. You don't know how to shut up and listen. You don't know how to tame that. (laughs) The word of God is able to do so. But how can it do so? If if you're not even willing to listen and apply. He said that one that is not not able to bridle the tongue, he he deceives himself. Talking about that religious one. He, He receives, he deceives his own heart. This man's religion is worthless. This man's religion cannot save him. It's worthless. Look at verse 27. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God. Listen to me, church. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God. And Father is this. To visit the orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained or unspotted by the world. This is what it looks like, men and women of God. When we not only hear the word, but when we apply the word of our God and we become effectual doers of his word. We look like this pure and undefiled. Our religion is undefiled in the sight of God. It doesn't matter what it looks like in front of man's eye. You have very religious folk, religious church folk that will try to say you're not living nothing because you're not a part of the clique. Listen, he said, pure and undefiled religion in the sight of our God. And the Father inside of God and the Father. Listen to me. Inside of our God and Father is this. That we take our time to visit those that are in need. To visit the orphans. Take our time to visit the widows. People that are in distress. People that are in trouble. You're applying the word, man of God. You're applying the word, woman of God. Let's make a visit to somebody that we know that is in distress, that are that are in need. We were able to do that this weekend. To we made a visit, and we were able to strengthen the hearts. A some that were widows, orphans, those that were in distress. Not only are we doing good on the outside, but we are able to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. How are we able to do that? Through the word of God. Just like the scripture says, men and women of God. Now and unto him who... Now unto Jesus Christ. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling. 
and to present us faultless before who? Before his presence. And he going to present us with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Men and women of God, I need for you to listen to that spirit man today and receive the word of God. Receive it by hearing his word. And after you have heard his word, decide in your hearts today that you're not just going to listen, but you're going to become an effectual doer of his word. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Until we meet again, God bless you.